It seemed like Michael Bisping was never going to be a champion in the UFC. The British fighter became one of the best middleweights in the promotion by beating his opponents with his high volume striking and pure grit. But he would always come up short when it came to earning a title shot, which for a time labeled him as the best journeyman in the sport. So how good was Michael Bisping actually? Hey guys, it's Keon, and today we're going to be talking about Michael the Count Bisping. This was a highly requested video by many of you. And even though I made a video about Bisping a couple years back, this one would be looking more into his entire career so we could really understand how good he actually was. Before we get to the video, shout out to the undisputed members on my Patreon. Become an undisputed member and get early access to my content and a shout out before every video. I also want to give a shout out to today's sponsor. Since 2017, Impact Rap has been the world's leading platform for measuring, benchmarking, and gamifying combat fitness. It has been used in dozens of countries with almost 40,000 members worldwide. And you have gym and home versions now available that work on almost any bag. You could also download the app which gives you access to your workout history which includes details such as strike count, average force, class rank, and so much more. I actually used this product in the last gym that I was training at. The technology Technology is absolutely amazing and it really motivates you to keep up your pace. So if you're looking for the heavy bag fitness tracker, you need to check out Impact Rap because it's motivation you can measure. All the info will be in the description down below. Now let's get to the video. The 25 year old kickboxer started his MMA career in 2004 where he picked up two first round finishes early against Steve Matthews and John Weir. In July of that year, he fought for the Cage Rage Light Heavyweight Championship against Mark Epstein. The two swung immediately before Epstein tripped Bisping and controlled him there for the remainder of the round. But in the second, Michael came out aggressive and began outstriking Mark who was beginning to fade. The fight ended with a bunch of punches and knees that forced the ref to step in. Michael Bisping became the Cage Rage Light Heavyweight Champion and after picking up another win outside of the promotion, he came back to defend his belt in a rematch against Mark Epstein. Although Epstein was battering Michael's front leg with kicks, Bisping pushed through and knocked him out with a right hand in the third round. This win solidified Michael as one of the best light heavyweights in England. The UFC even regarded him as the Great British Hope on their website and the hope continued when Bisping won belts in both Cage Warriors and FX in the FX3 title fight, he beat Alex Cook with a first round rear naked choke. Michael went back to Cage Warriors to defend his belt against Mika Mehmet. After being taken down early, Bisping got back up and began to pick apart Mika on the feet before dropping him where he finished the fight with strikes. He then defended the belt two more times by defeating Jacob Lovstad by TKO in the first round and Ross Poynton who took Michael down immediately before tapping to an armbar. After much talk of Bisping going to the States to fight, he finally did in 2006 when he joined reality show The Ultimate Fighter which was in its third season. Michael was the third picked by coach Tito Ortiz and he made it to the finals after defeating Christian Rothermel and Ross Poynton by first round TKO. He fought Josh Haynes in the finale where he secured a nasty armbar that somehow didn't force a tap. But Bisping finished the fight off in the second with punches to become the Ultimate Fighter Season 3 winner. He continued the momentum with TKO wins against Eric Schaefer and Elvis Sinosik. Then he fought Matt Hamill at UFC 75 in a fight that many considered to be one of the biggest robberies as Matt Hamill was the dominant fighter throughout the three round fight. Yet Michael took home the split decision. But the karma came back when he lost his first professional fight to Rashad Evans at UFC 78 by split decision. After this loss, he dropped down to middleweight and racked up three impressive wins against Charles McCarthy, Jason Day, and Chris Lieben. With the first two being first round finishes, he won the decision against Chris Lieben by outstriking him and avoiding his knockout power. After the fight, it was revealed that Lieben tested positive for Stenozolo. Regardless, Bisping became a coach for the ninth season of The Ultimate Fighter against former Pride welterweight and middleweight champion Dan Henderson. And throughout the show, the feud between the two began to slowly brew before their fight, due mostly to 
to Michael's trash talk towards Henderson, who stayed calm and collective. So when they finally fought at UFC 100, Bisping was met with a crowd of boos who were not a fan of his rude attitude towards Dan. In the first round, Henderson was the aggressor on the feet by pressuring forward and looking for the big right hand to connect. And Michael wasn't helping by circling to the left, which allowed Dan to connect a few times. In the second, Bisping was beginning to stick and move more than in the first. But ultimately, Henderson connected with the big right hand that knocked Michael out cold. He followed this up with a flying forearm drop, which looked absolutely brutal, but was famously lauded by most fans as they were happy to see Bisping be humbled by the aging legend. It was Michael's first knockout loss, and he would later say he didn't remember anything about the fight after it was finished. Regardless, he came back at UFC 105 to fight Dennis Kane. After getting dropped and controlled on the ground in the first round, Bisping took over in the second by securing multiple takedowns and connecting with heavy ground and pound that eventually ended the fight before the end of the second. In 2010, he fought former Pride middleweight champion Vanderlei Silva. Michael fueled the build up to this fight with his trash talk. And even though the fight was very close as both men secured takedowns and connected with shots, Vanderlei almost finished the fight in the second and third round, which were key moments that earned him the unanimous decision. Following this loss, Bisping picked up two unanimous decision wins against Dan Miller and Yoshihiro Akiyama. In these fights, he outstruck both men with combos and constant volume. At UFC 127, Michael faced Jorge Rivera. The build up to this fight was heated as both men traded insults and almost fought at the weigh-in. But the fight itself was a dominant showing from Bisping who secured takedowns in round 1. He also connected with an illegal knee to the head of Jorge. Many saw the cheap shot as intentional. And even though Rivera came back and managed to knock down Michael in the second round, Bisping unleashed a barrage of punches and knees that forced Mark Goddard to step in. Michael immediately went to Jorge's corner to spit in their face. And when Rivera attempted to make amends, Bisping wasn't having any of it. So if you thought MMA fans disliked Michael after the entire Dan Henderson rivalry, he reached new levels of hatred on this night and was immediately called out by many of the top middleweights in the UFC. Bisping went on to become a coach on the 14th season of The Ultimate Fighter opposite Jason Mayhem Miller. They fought at the season finale where Michael dominated Mayhem by outstriking him throughout the entire fight before finishing him on the ground with strikes. In January of 2012, he fought Chael Sonnen in a bout that would determine the number one contender. It was a very competitive fight that saw Bisping as the aggressor on the feet. Although Chael secured takedowns, he didn't do much with them as Michael was able to get back up and continued to connect with shots. But after three rounds, Bisping lost the unanimous decision, a decision many thought he should have won. He came back to fight Brian Stan at UFC 152, and I was actually there live. It was competitive, but Michael took over the second half of the fight by securing takedowns and outstriking Brian on the feet. He won the unanimous decision and went on to fight former UFC light heavyweight champion Vitor Belfort. Controversy surrounded this fight as Vitor was allowed to be on testosterone replacement therapy. It was a title eliminator bout for Bisping had he won the fight, but unfortunately he lost in the second round by a head kick and punches that forced Dan Mergliata to step in. What was even worse was that the kick caused a retinal detachment in his right eye, and Michael wouldn't even go to the doctor to check up on it as he was scared that they would tell him to stop fighting. He came back two months later to fight Alan Belcher at UFC 159. It was a dominant performance by Bisping who outstruck Belcher and connected with over 100 significant strikes. But the fight ended unceremoniously when an accidental eye poke from Michael had Alan unable to continue. The fight was close to ending so it went to the judges who awarded Bisping with the technical decision. After this win, Michael was out for the entire year after the symptoms of his detached retina got even worse. So in this time, he had surgery to remove the eyeball. And from this point on, he only had one eye going into fights. But he was still the favorite in his next matchup against Tim Kennedy who he fought in April of 2014. It was the first fight in his career that went the full 5 rounds. And although Michael was competitive on the feet and still came forward after some hard shots from Kennedy, Tim was able to dominate with his wrestling, which ultimately gave him the unanimous decision. 4 months later, Bisping went to Macau, China to fight Kung Lee. It was a competitive fight between the two strikers who threw an array of combos. But Michael began to take over in the second round by throwing more volume than the fading Kung Lee. I do have to give credit to Kung for staying in the fight for as long as he did. But it eventually ended in the 4th when Bisping dropped him with a big knee before finishing him off with strikes. Following this win, Michael fought former 
Strikeforce middleweight champion, Luke Rockhold. It was a dominant showing from Rockhold, who was the aggressor on the feet for most of the fight before connecting with a head kick that dropped Bisping. Luke finished the fight off with a guillotine choke. It was an upsetting loss as it really solidified the thoughts of many that Michael was unable to hang with the elite and will forever be known as the greatest journeyman in MMA. So his next fight at UFC 186 against CB Dalloway was a huge one that was going to determine what would be next for the aging veteran. Things didn't look good for Bisping in the first round as he got dropped by Dalloway but was able to survive to the next round. Overall, the fight was competitive as both men connected with their shots, but CB began to fade near the end of the fight and Michael continued to strike at a high pace. It was a close fight but Bisping edged out the decision win. His next opponent was Thales Laitis. It was another 5 round battle that was very competitive as Michael connected with volume while Laitis landed the heavier shots. In the end, Bisping won the fight by split decision. Now on a 2 fight win streak, Michael's next matchup was against former UFC middleweight champion Anderson Silva. If I'm being honest, I had no hope for Bisping to win this fight because I still considered Anderson as one of the best fighters in the world regardless of him losing his belt and not winning a fight in almost 4 years. But Bisping looked good immediately as he managed to outstrike Silva in the first 2 rounds and even knocked him down a couple of times. The same thing happened in round 3 but Silva almost finished the fight near the end of the round with a flying knee. He thought the fight was over but the bell saved Michael who came back in the 4th and continued to press with combos. I would give the final round to Anderson who connected with the front kick and began to press forward. Yet Bisping survived till the end of the round. The fight went to the judges who gave the split decision victory to Michael Bisping which was a monumental win for him. But it was unfortunate because Michael won this fight while Anderson Silva wasn't the champion. Which added to the notion that Bisping would never fight for a championship belt. Especially with all the top tier fighters in the division at this point. But then he got a call to fight champion Luke Rockhold on 17 days notice after Chris Weidman pulled out due to injury. With their rivalry stemming back from 2014, there was no hiding the dislike between the two fighters who wasted no time insulting each other prior to their fight at UFC 199. As much as Michael was the villain for most of his fights in his career, he saw himself on the opposite end as many people did not like Luke Rockhold's arrogant bravado. And honestly, the storyline for Michael changed so much in the past couple of years as he was always so close to getting a title shot but never did. And now that he finally got one, regardless of it being on short notice and being the heavy underdog, many people were excited for him. With all these factors in play, the potential for an upset was looming in the air. And even though many were hopeful for it but saw it as highly unlikely, destiny seemed to have been in favor for Bisping who knocked out Luke 3 minutes and 36 seconds into the first round with big left hands followed by ground punches that forced Big John to step in. Throughout all the odds, Michael Bisping became the UFC middleweight champion. And honestly, there was no upset that felt better than this one. Which is funny because he was the guy on the opposing end years back when he fought Dan Henderson. In fact, Hendel fought on this card as well and scored a devastating knockout against Hector Lombard. Which meant the stars aligned perfectly for these men to fight in a rematch at UFC 204. But this time with the belt on the line. And history looked like it was going to repeat as Dan connected with right hands that knocked Michael down both in the first and second round. But like many of Bisping's fights, it was a tale of power versus volume. And volume was exactly what he retaliated with as he outstruck Hendel throughout most of the fight and had more octagon control. The final round was pretty close as Dan secured the only takedown in the fight and Michael continued to attack with combos. In the end, Bisping won the unanimous decision and successfully defended his belt. Despite a huge list of middleweight contenders ready to fight for the title, Michael elected to take a super fight against former UFC welterweight champion George St. Pierre who was coming back from a 4 year hiatus and moving up to 185 for the first time in his career. This was a huge fight and as competitive as Bisping was with his volume and striking, GSP was connecting with the better shots and secured multiple takedowns. But on the third one, Michael began to connect with elbows off his back that opened up a cut on George. And when the fight got back up, St. Pierre seemed to be getting tired and Bisping began to press forward with strikes. Despite the shift in momentum, GSP connected with a left hand that dropped Michael. From there, he secured a rear naked choke that put Bisping to sleep, something many people give props to Mike for. Regardless, he lost his middleweight championship. But what came to his shock was when he announced that he was coming back three weeks later to fight Kelvin Gastelum in China as a late replacement for 
Anderson Silva. Bisping was looking for a quick bounce back as he was frustrated with his last fight. He also wanted another quick payday, and although he got that, he left China with a loss after Gasolim knocked him out in the first round with a beautiful left hook. This also turned out to be Michael's last fight as he officially announced his retirement from the sport in May of 2018. A lot of his decision has to do with an injury he suffered in his working eye against Kelvin Gastelum. He decided that it wasn't worth to continue so he called it a career. He has since found success outside of fighting which includes movie roles, podcasting, and color commentating for UFC fights. In 2019, he was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. So after going 30-9 in a career that saw him win the UFC Middleweight Championship, the Ultimate Fighter Season 3, and three light heavyweight belts back in the UK, how good was Michael Bisping? actually. So there is no doubt as of right now that he is the greatest English MMA fighter of all time. He is the first British fighter to win a UFC championship. But even before winning the title, he found success in the UFC unlike any other fighter from England. In fact, had he never won the belt, his career was already legendary as he remained as a top contender in the middleweight division for his entire UFC career. He was an amazing kickboxer who threw combos at ease. And he threw at a high rate due to his impressive stamina. Bisping also worked hard to break out of the mold of a stereotypical British fighter who only knows how to strike by training on his ground game. He was a difficult fighter to take down and even on his back, was difficult to control and would usually find a way to his feet. He also improved on his takedowns and offensive ground game, which included fighting Chael Sonnen to a draw in a submission grappling contest. But what tied all of this together was his toughness. He took a lot of damage in many of his fights. And although some of them didn't go his way, there were some that did and when it happened, you couldn't help yourself from being impressed by how he found the win in such adversity. And that seemed to be the theme of his career. I've never seen a fighter for so long remain as a top contender and not receive a single title shot. In fact, I I could see so many fighters give up in a predicament like this, but Michael didn't do that. Even when everyone wrote him off, he still believed his destiny in becoming a UFC champion. And to see it actually happen was one of the most amazing things to witness in MMA. It couldn't have happened to a better person as Bisping truly deserved it after all the setbacks he faced. So my rating for Michael Bisping's career is a 9 out of 10. I would also put him in my top 3 of greatest middleweights of all time as of right now. And it's funny because like many others, there were times in Michael Bisping's career where I absolutely disliked him. But after following him for so many years and seeing him go through the lows before finally winning big, I couldn't help myself from being a fan of the count. My name is Keon and this is my take on how good Michael Bisping actually was. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? Please put it in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you on my next one.